In the beautifully directed and raw film Honey Boy, Shia LaBeouf plays his abusive father and has two actors playing the younger version of him and the adulthood version of him. This is the most meta movie ever. You're going to have to stay tuned to talk all about it with us. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie. Welcome back, movie lovers, to another episode of Anatomy of a Movie. We are so excited to be here today talking about Honey Boy. I feel like this movie isn't being talked about enough, you guys, because it's out there. It's not in every single movie theater, but you have to see it. We both loved it here, and we're so excited to talk all about it. Uh, This is going to be a spoiler-filled review, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, make sure to watch it and then watch our review right after. Uh, My name is Mina Nadine, and I'm your host for today, accompanied by Yasmin Tanrez. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you here, Yasmin. Yasmin, (laughs) for those of you who don't know, is a fellow host and reporter, and she literally asks the best questions ever. Likewise, you have the best analytical skills ever. (laughs) We were on a panel previously together for Maniac on Netflix, and oh my god, you blew my mind with your knowledge of films and things that you could compare it with, so I'm really happy to be here on this panel with you today. Thanks, Yasmin. That was over a year ago, so it's so nice that we come back together again. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here with you today. I want to dive right into this movie. What were your overall thoughts of Honey Boy? When I was sitting and watching the film, all I could think was how horrific and um, how real and deep it is. So profound. I mean, in so many different levels, like you were saying, it's so meta how Shia is portraying his dad and having to really enact that role that was actually really mentally abusive for him growing up. And then seeing different, like, younger versions of himself being played out as well. Wow. I mean, everything about this movie, I highly recommend everybody to watch it. I feel so much more closer to Shia somehow because you got sort of the, you get a real perspective. You can hear so many different things about, in the media about people, but you won't really truly know unless that person puts pen to paper and puts it out there. What were your, your overall thoughts about the movie? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And what's crazy is I watched this movie a long time ago at a screening. So when I first watched it, this was before I even realized that Shia LaBeouf was playing his own father. And I didn't even realize how meta it was. So it was this weird thing where when I figured out, oh, Otis is actually young Shia, and this is about his life, and when I registered that it was so close to reality, I was... I like had to take a step back and I reprocessed the movie in hindsight and in retrospect and I was like, wow, this was even more powerful than I could have ever imagined because at first I was like, wow, it's so interesting that Shia would write a movie where he plays a really undesirable character because I feel like we usually see him in roles that are very endearing for the most part. Endearing or like powerful Transformers, right? Yeah. <laughs> and just like such a different character than he truly is. I feel like now with this movie, we've really gotten to know him and uh, how, like, why he is the way that he is. Yeah. I I felt like it was an amazing dive into his life, and 
for him to put himself in his father's shoes and then direct younger version of him, not direct them, but kind of, you know, he's there in the scenes with him. He's watching them play him. It's just mind-blowing how meta it is. And I do want to quickly read the synopsis of this movie uh, just so that you guys have a refresher of what it's about. Um, It says, From a screenplay by Shia LaBeouf based on his own experiences, award-winning filmmaker Alma Harrell brings to life a young actor's stormy childhood and early adult years as he struggles to reconcile with his father through cinema and dreams. Fictionalizing his childhood ascent to stardom and subsequent adult crash landing into rehab and recovery, Harrell casts Noah Jupe and Lucas Hedges as Otis Lort, navigating different stages in a frenetic career. LaBeouf takes on the daring and therapeutic challenge of playing a version of his own father, an ex-rodeo clown, and a felon. Artist and musician FKA Twigs makes her feature acting debut, playing a neighbor and kindred spirit to the younger Otis in their garden court motel room. Harrell's feature narrative debut is a -a one-of-a-kind collaboration between filmmaker and subject, exploring art as therapy and imagination as hope. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like that perfectly sums up. Oh God, yeah! Everything we saw in the movie, <laughs> and to get over to get through like the logistics of it, you know, this was released on November eighth. Um, it's made three hundred one thousand at the box office. It's directed by Alma Harrell, written by Shia LaBeouf, released by Amazon Studios, and yeah, let's it's talk picked about up awards already and everything at Sundance and the yeah. Hollywood Film Awards. I mean, it's it's amazing how well it's done and and the traction that it's created but I'm also not surprised given the storyline yeah you know I feel like it has had traction but not enough do you know what I mean? Okay. I feel like I feel like there needs to be more traction. I don't feel like everyone is talking about it. I feel like critics are talking about it, but I don't feel like audiences in general are really talking about this. Right. I also feel like what you said earlier on, it's only in selected cinemas and I feel like if it, if it was widely distributed, then I think people would be talking about it and actually understanding more like what is going on with Shia and like right. everything. So I, I do I, I, I agree with you. It's underrated in that sense where it should be more widespread. Mm-hmm. Like people need to just go out and see it. But it, it is on Amazon so and that's a huge pickup for them. That is huge. And I love that. I feel like that's that's the way now. Everyone is like either distributing on Netflix or Hulu and now Amazon. And I think that will be great because now more people can see it. And I feel like with this, the special effects aren't that insane where you can't just sit back and watch it on there. Mm-hmm. I feel like all the really intense scenes... Like that, the Transformers stuff. Yeah, like the Transformer <laughs> stuff. Like that oh, happens mom. at the beginning of the movie and then everything else is like the intimate yes. one-on-one scenes. That was, like, that was actually really cool, the opening scene. I thought, oh, wow, okay, we're really getting thrust into that part of his life where he was doing all those action films and stuff and I just felt like, wow, okay, he had so many pressures and just dealt with it, like... Even though he's like had a lot of like back problems and not physical back problems, but like yeah, personal problems, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And let's talk about the development of this story because you have the inside scoop on all of this. <laughs> um, you know, Shia LaBeouf wrote this in rehab. He talks right. about that on Jimmy Kimmel, and that's when I was like, "Whoa, what? This is the most therapeutic experience yes. ever." Um, and you have more insight about that that process, right? I mean, it's hardly surprising. We also get a glimpse of that in the movie where he is in rehab, and the psychologist is like, "You know, you just should write your story down and just." 
just like release it all and he's getting all cranky and just like holding on to the emotions and um, we can see his like PTSD kind of reactions and things like that and so yeah um, like you mentioned Amal Harrell they've got this amazing trust and bond they worked together like a decade ago he was in a music video um, that she directed it was like an Icelandic band and it was it's actually seen as a really provocative and raw and it, it has that style just as it does in this film so it's hardly surprising um, but he he's this this character that he plays in this music video again is like going through all these troubles and turbulences and like addiction problems and things like that and um, I, I'm not entirely sure as to why he felt so connected with her and trusted her but he sent the script over to her and she was the one who was like you know we gotta make this into something and you gotta reach out to your father they had not had a relationship in seven years they had not spoken in seven years so the ending of what we see him going up to his father saying he's gonna make a movie about him is the truth like that actually happened because Amal was like you need to reach out to him and then that's when he actually did tell him and that final sentence of make me look good is true as well so I want to get into that part as well because I did ask I did the press junket and I did ask Shia like I came across him and I was like what's your relationship like with your dad and it's out there as well online to just see how it's developed and it's um, definitely on a much better level than what we've seen over the years that he's had to endure through um, with him as he grew up and that's crazy because I remember when I I was even thinking about this today I was like I wonder if the end scene when he's like I'm gonna make a movie about you I'm like that's so cinematic there's no way that actually happened in real life and I was thinking about that I was like would we ever find out like could we ever know and you literally had the inside like, I scoop today deep in there. yeah I was like wow okay yeah. so this really did happen and I, I feel like most of it that we see in the movie actually did happen mm-hmm. um, so yeah I mean I think it's it's awesome how it came into fruition and, and, and I feel like everybody that was involved in this movie, like even the, um, a couple of the, there was a producer, I think it was uh, Chris Leggett. He also had worked with Amal Harrell before and like for 10 years actually in sort of documentary style things. And then the DP, Natasha Breyer, she's also like, um, she has this sort of, it's it's like her parents are come from some psychoanalysis type of background, so for her to jump on there and to make this like a nonfiction um, representation, because ultimately the discussion is, is this a documentary? Is this a biopic? Is this a film? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a mix of all of that. Yeah, but I don't feel like... You know how with a lot of nonfiction, like you're portraying the life of what, Winston Churchill or these figures or Nelson Mandela, and you have to do this grand thing where you want to honor their legacy so much that you're not showing necessarily all of the gritty, raw, and like negative parts of them. I feel like Shia balanced this really amazing line of, you know what? Yes, I had an abusive relationship with my father, but, you know, there were obviously some redeeming qualities about him as well. And you feel the love between father and son in the movie, and it leaves you feeling, at least with me, like, so confused. Like, wow, this is a very nuanced thing going on. This is definitely a toxic relationship. It's definitely abusive. It's not to say that his father never loved him. He did love him, but that love was super unhealthy. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that his father will say things like, oh, why do you think your mom is working? Like, why does she need to work? Why does she have a job? It's because she doesn't believe in you, because she knows you're going to fail. That's why she has a job. Which is so crazy to say that to your kid. 
It's and, so and I wonder if that affected his relationship with his mom or if he was um, intelligent enough and mature enough at that young age to know that's not true. Because I feel like when you're a kid and this is the one person in your life that's a male figure that you're growing up with, it's so easy to be like, you're very impressionable, right? Like you're a sponge. You're soaking up all this information. This is your caretaker. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that affected him if he resented his mom at all mm. for it. It's crazy it's, to yeah. me. I mean, it's definitely a very complex and manipulative relationship that his father has really imposed upon him. Um, I did read something about Shia going to the AA meetings that his father had to go to um, and that his father did, like, repeatedly go into, like, rehab because of drug abuse and everything and alcoholism, but, like, the mother did have to hold the fortress down whilst the father was away. So I'm not, because we don't really see much or hear much of the mother other than through the comments of his father, I'm not entirely sure as to the relationship between Shia and his mother. Like, that's not really been discussed much, I feel like. She's only on the phone in the movie, right? We never see her, which I also think is so interesting. And in real life, you see that there is a good relationship between Shia and his mom, and he even, like, says things like, oh, my mom is the best parent ever, like, she raised me the right way. Like, he's said these things Mm -hmm. um, on the record, so... I just wonder, like, what did it take, like, all the twists and turns it took for him to get at this point, and I feel like the public was very much against Shia for the longest time, and, you know, because like... Because of his behavior yeah, over the years. his behavior, you know? Like, he was doing crazy things, yeah. getting arrested, and it's crazy when you're in the spotlight and you're a child actor and you go from being so beloved and even Stevens and as this Disney star to... You know, then you're, like, in Disturbia and you're, you're always, like, in these badass roles, like, you're in Transformers, and then it gets to a point where people are just like, uh-uh, like, we're not with you anymore, and for him to make this comeback, like, he was in Peanut Butter Falcon, but now this as well, and for this to be his way of, you know, this is what I went through, this is, like, my therapy, mm-hmm. it almost felt like it was a movie that he made for himself as opposed to wanting to please anyone around him. Yeah, I think, you know, it's interesting when you follow an actor who started off so young and you always see and hear the stories of like oh drug abuse and now they're going downhill but ultimately this film had an urgency because he really did go downhill rock bottom and this was a form of his therapy but ultimately he didn't think he was going to be in this film in fact he didn't want to be in this film like he didn't expect to be cast in it at all and Amal was the one who was like I'm not going to make this movie unless you are going to act as your father. That is a, like, what do you think? I feel, uh, I feel like that's a right real now, yes. bold move to do that. Because the internal, emotional, mental, every type of reaction that can occur to having to enact that, you know, as an actor, like, you're not just acting, like, it's called an actor, but you are embodying a, a person. And right. for him to have to embody that person that caused him so much pain, I cannot imagine, like, the release, A, but also the the heaviness of it. Yeah, I, I was literally just thinking, I can't decide if that's traumatic or cathartic. Mm-hmm. And I think it's both. And it feels like this weird experiment, but I don't... Obviously, that's not Alma's intention. I think she was probably like, this is the only way... Like, you're the only person who deserves to play this. I mean, who else is going to play his father 
and actually, like he knows his father best, right? Like exactly. who else can play him? So uh, this is something that you just reminded me of. When I saw Shia, I did ask him. I was like, "Were you surprised to be cast as your own father?" And he was like, "I mean, honestly, there was only either going to be me that could play him because I know him so well, or there might have been another person that his father would have signed off because his mm. father has to sign off somebody." And then you know, ultimately, he Shia is the best decision because he knows him inside and out and his mannerisms. And I almost feel like by embodying his own father that's where he broke down so many barriers to truly understand him and even says like so so he didn't watch the film initially with him with mm-hmm. his father like he had his father watch the movie and they put a camera yeah right? and he watched his reactions <laughs> that's and then, such a shy thing he was to just do. like he could see that he could see him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Shia, like, his father could tell that Shia had really gotten to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I definitely feel like his father's just like, okay, you know, you've done well. In Shia's Jimmy Kimmel interview, he talks about how, like, he made up the name of an actor who's playing his father, and his father's like, okay. <laughs> like, he just wouldn't tell him, like, oh, I'm playing you. You know, so it goes back to that whole idea that, you know, we talked about earlier, we glossed over, just make me look good, is yes. what his father says in the movie. Just make me, make sure you make me look good. Which is like, you see like hints of that throughout the movie where he's like, I'm gonna give you a cigarette, but smoke it here because I don't want people to think I'm a shit father. Because <laughs> God forbid people think that when I'm doing all these other things. But, like, yeah, but do you think he actually cares you about and- that? I don't know. I feel like... What he might have meant by that, too, was just to portray him in a real sense, like the way that he really was. But, yeah, it's having that sort of double mm-hmm. meaning and phase almost, you know? Because yeah. he was so, like, punishing, but then at the same time, he was there for him in some form. He was form. there for him, but, you know, do you see the struggle of, like, well, did Shia really believe that? Because... Oh, the the young Shia in the movie. I have never seen such a performance from a child. Oh my god! I was blown away. Um, Noah Jupe. Noah Jupe, young Otis. I was yes. just like, he looks like he looks like young Shia with the curly hair. He's so cute. He's so innocent. He acts perfectly in that role where he's a very mature child, also deeply sensitive and and understands the world in a way that I don't think a normal child could understand, but he's thrust in this, like, industry with all these adults. He's surrounded by adults all the time, but in a lot of ways, he's the adult. He tells his father, you wouldn't be here if I didn't pay you. Yes. Powerful. (laughs) So powerful. It's in the trailer, and then you see it in the movie, and you're like, wow. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I highly admire such young actors like Noah Jupe who can really embody another person especially when they're still alive because that's just like Whoa, on edge like am I doing that person the utmost respect and the best performance and um, you know it's just it's amazing to see the transition um, so you know in, in Shia's real life I just admire how grown up he had to become at such a young age Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what happens when you're in the industry. It's like people think, "Oh my God, you're on Disney. This must be so much fun." And it's like, no, like like you you, you see the behind the scenes when he gets like the pie thrown in his face, and it's like <laughs> almost this repetitive cycle of like, okay, like next, like okay, scene two, oh, scene but three. Some, some of them really enjoy that. Yeah. And also, it depends on the support that they have. You know, of like course. Think, I don't know. Like, I would imagine that or hope that most of them have a great support structure from their friends and family. In this case, 
uh, Shai really had to go through it and battle it on his own. And I read something funny that actually he didn't want to become an actor. It was just a means of escape in order to... It's like a survival mechanism for him to overcome the reality of what he was going through Mm -hmm. in his personal life. And he saw somebody else, another actor, have the things that he never had, so that's why he got into it. I kind of wonder what he would have gotten into otherwise. I think, yeah, that that was a very interesting choice. I know he went to a special arts school when he was younger. Mm -hmm. um, And I also know that money was an issue for them growing up. So he thought that a lot of the reasons his parents had issues was because of money. Mm-hmm. So, I obviously, I feel like there was more than just money at play here, but... Watching this entire movie, like, I... It was so hard for me to watch this. I don't even know if I can watch it a second time, even though I really want to, because it pulls at your heartstrings in a really, like... It's really beautiful, and the way it's shot is beautiful, but at the same time, you're like, how is this happening to a child? And I'm thinking about all of the different relationships in the movie that we're obviously going to expand upon, you know, young Otis and his father, older Otis and his psychologist, young Otis and what we see on IMDb to be titled as Shy Girl, who is the (laughs) motel neighbor, Mm -hmm. and then obviously the father and the stepdad. Mm -hmm. There's so many interesting dynamics in this movie, and what I loved about how it was directed and also how it was being broken down is that it it's told in a flashback of like this is Shia now in his early 20s talking to a psychologist and he has anger issues and he has an alcohol addiction and he even says oh I don't drink because of my dad I work because of my dad and why are you trying to take the pain away that's the Mm. one thing I have to be like a good actor essentially and it goes from that to like how did he become this way Oh, and then it dives into the relationship between him and his father. Yeah. That was so beautifully constructed. Yeah. What do you think about the setup of the movie as a whole? It was so smart because sometimes when I watch movies that take you from one time and era to the other and keeps on jumping about, I get confused sometimes. But because this was so well done and, like, you had a sort of clear timeline, um, and, and I wasn't feeling confused at all. And I felt like, you know, we're jumping into, like, the whole setup and color spectrum and um, I feel like the way that they brought out the emotions of the character was so well done when it came to the coloring, the lighting and everything yeah. um, and and the quotations there were just so strong like I love, like I what you just mentioned about pain is the only thing my father gave me, you want to take that away from me I was like whoa mm-hmm. <laughs> so why do, want you, why do you want to hold on to it and it's just so fascinating but it, it ultimately you know, I wonder, I wonder now, has he still got this pain? Is he able to act? And I don't know. Like, it's just, it's, it, it makes me just question, okay, what next? So what's next from Shia? And everybody that was involved in this movie as well, because it was, it was, it was um, Amal Harrell's first debut feature film to direct. I just felt like, whoops. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see what next. <laughs> yeah, I'd be curious to see that as well. I don't think the pain ever fully goes away. I feel like you can kind of tap into it even when you've overcome something. I mean, you have the ability to forgive, but still, as an actor, tap into your traumatic childhood moments and like evoke that emotional response through your performances. But, but isn't that so... It's, 
Sorry. Isn't, oh, yeah. isn't that so interesting? Because they do say when you go through such traumatic experiences, mm-hmm. there's a method of psychology, actually, that just reminded me in which you literally play out scenes from your life that had happened in those traumatic instances, just as you would when you have, like, a film tape and you have all these different, you know, like, back in the old days, like, you saw one screenshot yeah. and then it gets to the next. And having, like having him having put this down on paper and now actually seeing it in a film and it does kind of jump as a film could jump mm-hmm. that's really amazing i don't i i don't know any other film or or actor or somebody who has done something like this to have had this therapeutic outlet and i honestly you know having seen him i feel like he's in such a calm and good state now after yeah. having this it's almost as if he's resolved the issues through his performance. And what's funny is, like, even in his Jimmy Kimmel interview, he says, you know, I never understood my father's jealousy towards me until I played my father in this movie and I saw this Makes young so actor, sense. Noah Jupe, and I'm like, wow, this guy's, like, stealing my my shine and, like, stealing the spotlight. <laughs> and he kind of, like, jokes about it, but he's also being really honest and vulnerable, saying, yeah, like, I was a little jealous of this actor, like, who's so talented, who's playing the younger version of me. And in that moment, I understood my father. And that was so powerful wow. and raw and authentic, Yaz, mm-hmm. that I was just, like... Shy is incredible. Like, I had the biggest crush on him as a kid, and even Stevens, and it really never faded. Like, even in Disturbia, I, I love Shia. How about Shia. now? Because most people are like, wait, who is this? He's changed so much, he doesn't look like him anymore. I, I don't really have a crush on him anymore, but oh, I, I do have a lot of respect what for him. What is it, the beard? <laughs> I do have a lot of respect for him as a yes. creative, and I know he does a lot of method acting, and he has, like, some really interesting choices and artistic performances and the things that he does and I mean he does a lot of weird things but I have respect for it and I think he's such an interesting character and he also seems so sweet and sensitive and when you see the things he's been through I feel like you can really empathize with him and Mm -hmm. say this is why he acted out not like justifying it but understanding where he came, he came from. from that, and that just makes me think. Like, I want everybody to make movies about themselves now, so I can get a better <laughs> understanding as to who you are and why you do the things that you do and and how and all that. But um, you know, I, when I spoke to Byron Bowers, who is the uh, rehab roomie of Otis in the film Percy. He I, he has also expressed in certain interviews about how he performs on comedy because he's a comedian mm-hmm. and in his comedies, comedy shows he will talk about basically like his dad suffering from schizophrenia and things like that and like even though it's a performance as such there's truth in a lot of what he presents and ultimately that's obviously what Shia has done with this film but that's what makes it so relatable you wish that this these things that have ha- that we've been exposed to in this film do not happen but that right. is a reality that does happen it can happen not everybody is fortunate to be able to actually make a movie out of it but this is the truth and this is where it creates the discussion dialogue and awareness as to where parents, kids, in all forms can actually become better. Right, and I I love that. So with Byron, he has stand-up comedy as an outlet. With Shia, 
he has making this movie yeah, and writing as an outlet. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever thought it would become a movie, but he was yeah. writing about it in rehab, and that in itself is very therapeutic, and anyone can write or journal. You don't have to turn it into a movie. There's so many ways to express yourself creatively, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's one right way to do it, but I think there needs to be like some sort of outlet for everyone yeah. where they don't resort to like violence or acting out, but they can do it in a healthy way and really understand themselves. And I think it's amazing that, you know, Shy was able to go through therapy and really understand himself better. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of you who are struggling with things, there's nothing wrong with therapy. I know people always say there's nothing wrong with therapy. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with therapy, but there still is a stigma, stigma, especially with men going to therapy. And mm-hmm. I think if you're able to understand yourself better, why not? Exactly. And I, you know, it, it is, I feel like, because he, there's so many people that look up to him or, you know, have had a crush on him or whatever. <laughs> I love him. Like, basically, he's paving the way to make it acceptable to really showcase the troubles and turbulences that you go through in life because that's a part of who you become then if you're able to overcome them. And the way to overcome them, yeah, it, it's 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 kind of an not a great situation for him to have been in rehab to have to hit that realization point to actually have the space or you know what I also think it is is that he felt like he was in a safe space to Mm -hmm. be able to let those things out I wish you know here's the thing not everybody is exposed to being having that support or or knowing that to give themselves that permission to be able yeah. to express themselves, whether that's through writing, poetry, singing, dancing, whatever it is that will make you feel better about what you're going through in life. Right, in a judge-free zone. Exactly. Which is so hard to like, to be that authentic and real without you know getting a slap in your face of like, yeah. oh, why are you doing therapy? Oh, what's wrong with you? You know, like to be able to freely express yourself unfiltered. Yeah. And I think that was beautiful. Like he wasn't trying to vilify his father in this, show him to be a bad person. There were so many cinematic scenes of him holding his father while his father was on the motorcycle where you just, like, feel the love this kid has for his dad. And he's like, I just want my dad to be my dad. Like, I want you to be my dad. Like, what are you doing? And, you know, I I feel like his father does feel like some sort of remorse or regret because we see the dynamic between, you know, the father and... Shia's or young Otis's stepfather and how the stepfather has his shit together and he's (laughs) successful and he takes him to baseball games and we just feel the hatred and the jealousy from young Otis's biological father. Oh, why are you going with the stepdad and why are you doing this? And the scene where he pushes him in the pool and even (laughs) though it's brief, I feel like that was very telling. Yeah. What were your thoughts about that? I mean, yeah, I think, you know, there's obviously going to be that sense of jealousy when you you are the one that's actually constantly there for your son and then there's this other person who who has a better life that they're able to provide a better life for for the son and obviously I'm not a parent but I can see that that's hurtful and I'm not surprised he responded in pushing him into the pool. I mm-hmm. might have done the same as a mother, you know? It's like, back off, this is my son. Yeah, he's like, come over for a barbecue, it'll be fun. Wasn't that, be fun, that was kind said. of funny though, that was really sly on his part, like, yeah, yeah, let's have him come over. 
boom. I feel like we knew that was like something was gonna happen. Did you really? I didn't see that. I mean, coming, I to was be like, honest. there's no way he's gonna keep it together when he has so much resentment. Yes. Either the person's gonna come over and he's gonna say horrible things uh, behind his back, or something's gonna happen because why does he want to meet him so badly? It's not like he's gonna meet him and be like, you know what? I'm well, just gonna be a better father now. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> Let me step up my game because he knows he can't. But see, here's the thing. I um. Got really confused about the whole chicken, so I had to look up mm. the symbolism of it. And I don't know if subconsciously or perhaps the father did know. I did ask Shia, and he didn't even pick up on the symbolism himself yeah. as to the chicken because uh, his father was a you know clown reenacting with this chicken. Henrietta, I believe, was her name. And yeah. she was like this precious little thing. And so I looked up on Google, okay, what does the chicken mean? And it actually means parental spiritual love. Um, so it's like an archetype of mother and child relationship. And I thought that was fascinating because I thought, you know, he could have chosen a rabbit. He could have chosen any other type of, like, let's say, animal to do these mm-hmm. daredevil moves and stunts and whatnot. But I feel like that's a beautiful sort of symbol and reflection as to subconsciously his father wanting to be a father, but just not fully capable because of the chemical imbalances within his body and the whole like environment circumstances that he has been in and not being able to be the sole like provider that his son has to be the one that caters to him yeah I just feel like you know he felt helpless but try to be as helpful as possible I mean he even grew well started growing weed on the like the side of the freeway side hustle just make it work okay but that also blew my mind where he let his son like smoke weed at the age of 12 and just yeah I, I, I'm not so, like, so much. So just don't do it in front of anyone. I don't want to seem like a bad father. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm just not surprised by how you know he suffered from PTSD, and mm-hmm. there was this he was one... a Vietnam War vet. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. And that chicken symbolism, though, that's so interesting to me that you looked it up and it said that oh, this has to do with being a parental figure yeah. and protection. Because the way I would normally interpret something like that is oh, chickens are cowardly. If you're called a chicken, you're you're kind of frightened and you don't step up to the plate. See, you um, always have like such great analytical. <laughs> goes and it goes and it's like, I'm looking at stuff, yeah. but you're looking at it from another perspective, I saw it, which is true. I feel like I, you could see it as like, oh, you know, his father is cowardly. He's not stepping up to the plate. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of helpless in a sense, and he can't really do anything, and hmm. I don't know. It's And what are chicken's purposes for humans? It's laying eggs, right? And the father always talks about, like, you see that, like, really sad scene where he's peeing, the father is peeing, and he's like, oh, he's making fun of his son, who can't have, like, this constant stream of urine, as if that constitutes manhood. And you even see that, like, that little thing, like, something so small is being made fun of for how you urinate. Like, follows Shia, or I want to say follows Otis into adulthood when he's in his 20s, he's trying to pee and then he's just like, he's not able to and he remembers that and is yeah. triggered. And it, it, it just shows you like every little thing that happens in your childhood, like even things that you think are inconsequential, shape the person that you are. And that's why I'm like, I know that I want to be a mother, but I am terrified. <laughs> I am terrified no. in the sense that everything you teach your child, the way you talk yeah, to your child, so shapes cautious. who they become, so you have to be careful. Yes. It's a fine balance between nurturing them and not overly smothering them mm-hmm. and being affectionate, but not 
making them incapable of being independent. There's so much that goes into it, and you can only hope that your child turns out great and, you know, happy. Uh, Yeah, I, I just, I don't, you know, I mean, in this scenario, it's like... Did the father really know how hard he was pushing him, and that how ultimately what that was going to lead into? And I didn't, I don't know because obviously, like Shai has done very, very, very well for himself given circumstances. So, but if, of course, internally he's suffered a lot. We see from the external what he's accomplished, but internally yeah. that's something that we're only just getting a glimpse of and to experience it. I know, and you know, that's interesting when you say he's done very well for himself, because he has, but that's from our perspective as an audience, because we value, like, the creativity that goes into this and the works of art that's created, and we look at people like Robin Williams and we're like, wow, he just had the best life, and he was so talented, and he made us all laugh, and he moved us, he had some incredible performances, and then we see that... You know, he wasn't he wasn't happy. He was struggling and suffering. So it's like, yeah, you're creating yes. great art, but look at how tortured you are. And there's this joke that it's always like, oh, Adele only creates amazing music when she's going through a breakup. Or <laughs> well, <laughs> they do say <laughs> that when true. you are going through so much pain, that's when you're the most creative for whatever reason. You like, but that's like a form of pulling yourself out of your darkness. And I feel like it's it's, it's you know it's painful to have to go through that process but it's like a necessity it's mm-hmm. like the lotus flower it, go, it grows through mud and against the water current in order to rise above and mm-hmm. bloom beautifully i love how it's called lotus flower it should be called otis flower oh, so oh. there you go yeah did we, get, did we just <laughs> easter like get another easter egg there you go i love this <laughs> we always seem to find different facets within a movie or scene or episode <laughs> exactly um now do but, you want to get to this other character who I think is sort of a pivotal character in this movie and this is where she makes her acting debut um this is this is yeah FKA Twigs and she plays the motel neighbor hinted at that she is um a prostitute it seems like there are people around her like soliciting you know like hey like come here she's here and she strikes this friendship I want to call it a... It's described as a friendship in the synopsis mm-hmm. with young Otis. And it's a very interesting friendship. Yeah. It made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> Likewise. Very, very uncomfortable. And I feel like in a weird way, like, both these characters are suffering. Young Otis is suffering. Um, a shy girl, as she's called on IMDb, is suffering. And but see, she sees the beauty in Otis, and Otis sees the beauty in her. And this is his first like relationship with a female yeah. other than his mother you know this is his first like see with a, with a woman she had this very nurturing aspect there i almost felt like she's like a mother to him mm-hmm. which is kind of weird because they also seem to hold this or he has this strong attraction to her i almost feel like for her it's more like i'm here for you and yeah like you're saying both of them are st- going through struggles it's like both of them found each other because they needed each other and they needed to support each other because everything around them was just not good it was just horrible for them to endure it's like two little lost souls not that they were lost but it was just like these souls needed love and support and nurture and care and they found that within each other so I felt like she was a good balance for him in that sense to have that female stance Mm -hmm. because we don't get much from the mother other than the the phone call as you say Um, and then 
was there another female like beside the psychologist right yeah that's what we see you in that's the other female there really aren't I mean, I don't want to say there's not a lot of female characters in the story because there's not a lot of characters in general in, general, in the story. Yes. I just, right? So yeah. it's not like that it's imbalanced. I mean, obviously the focus is on when the relationship between gender, father and son. Maybe, yeah. But I feel like when it comes to character, mm-hmm. it was balanced because Oda's like young and adult Otis versus father, woo, very destructive. Whereas then having the psychologist, Percy, the roomie, and Shy Girl, I felt like those three are like, like the oppositions kind of. of the other three characters to like create that balance because there were moments where I was like, oh my god, this is too much right now. Definitely. <laughs> and I don't know, I don't want to call it, when I watched it, this might sound bold, but I felt like. It, it felt like pedophilia to me. It made me so uncomfortable, mm. and it felt so inappropriate. Like, she should know better. Like, why is she kissing him on the lips like that? I saw it, like, it might be interpreted as nurturing, but I interpret it as as having, like, sexual undertones. And I'm not sure if that's because she's, like, an attractive woman who also is being portrayed as a prostitute in the movie. So we already are primed to believe, okay, this is someone who's being used for sex, and now she has this relationship with this child and an intimate scene where he's, like, they're staring into each other's eyes, and it's supposed to be beautiful, but I just feel so uncomfortable. And it was already hinted at in the movie. It was already talked about that... You know, they're they're just telling young Otis, oh, you're, you know, your dad's a pedophile. And just to have that brought up in different contexts, like, oh, his dad is a sex offender, but now this lady is also kind of being predatory with him, even though she's nurturing. And his father shows, like, nurturing qualities and takes care of Otis, but is also abusive. It felt like a lot of weird parallels in that sense, that Otis has no rigid structure of support that's healthy. Mm-hmm. All of his relationships with adults are unhealthy until, you know, the psychologist takes over or a rehab mm-hmm. takes over and then he's starting to have, like, what, healthy relationships? Well, on so many levels, it's really uh, complex. Honestly, like, I don't know what the effects are of having her there for him in that way because I do kind of feel like for him she was a means of not escape, but, like, warmth. The warmth that he needed. I felt like other, all the undertones, even in the movie, just felt very cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the moments with her, like, with the snake and everything, it just felt very colorful and pow. And um, so I don't know if that relationship impacted him or had a negative effect on him. Mm-hmm. I do agree that I, it was a little bit, like, questionable. It did make me personally also feel a little bit uncomfortable. But then at the same time, I also felt like this isn't wrong for some reason. I, I just, yeah. just because of all the trouble that he was going through I felt like he needed that somebody and I don't know in what shape or form it's like it's like when you pray for like the deepest love you could ever want and it's you don't know in what shape or form or who is going to bring that to you you just have that faith and believe that you're going to get it that's what you need and, yeah. and that for him was his that was his form of love that's a really interesting perspective and I wonder what everyone else thought about this scene because it did make me feel weird and I know with you you had a different interpretation of it so you know leave your comments in the description in the comment section below actually on YouTube or if you're listening you know comment on iTunes and let us know what you thought about that because it was really interesting Um, we do have to start wrapping soon and I know there's so much more to talk about in this movie so I'm going to just quickly say 
that in terms of audience and critic reception, uh, this movie scored a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes on both the tomato meter Ooh. and the audience score. It's received a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb. And it has been getting a good response in terms of critic responses. Like, you know, as we discussed earlier, uh, Shia won an award at the Hollywood Film Awards. Uh, this performed Sundance. well at Sundance. Mm-hmm. And it's a movie you definitely have to see. Uh, Yasmin, do you have any final thoughts about this movie before we say bye to our viewers? My final thoughts are, honestly, just go out and watch it. And then it just really makes you realize that what you're going through in life, whether that be good or bad, it anything that happens is just the reality. It's real. And you just can't allow yourselves to be attached to whatever the outcome of your life you just have to accept as it goes on so mm-hmm. highly fascinating movie really just go out and watch it that's all I can say I it got to my heart in so many ways and it just opened up my eyes about different relationships that I have within my family and friends and support structure yeah I mean I would definitely echo that sentiment I thought it was amazing and it made me so emotional it really like hit me like right here to my core I loved it I thought it was great and I also want to say like I've never been so impressed with like all the performances being equally outstanding like I couldn't when I kept thinking like who did a better job Noah Jupe or Lucas Hedges and I'm like both did a great job I wish we saw more of Lucas Hedges I would have liked to see more of Lucas Hedges because we relate to older Shia we see more of older Shia in real life that and it's more recent that I would have loved to see more of Lucas Hedges to balance out the story Mm. but I thought it was so well done loved Shia in this like playing his father I thought that was well done because he he was a sympathetic character but I also really disliked him but I I could understand the complexity within the character and that's incredible that Shia was able to do this mm-hmm. hats off to Shia LaBeouf you did yes. an incredible job what a comeback I love you I know right? <laughs> I literally love and, you I've loved you forever and I appreciate and respect him for really just putting it out there like what a therapeutic outlet is the meaning of it all and you know you have that corporate in your life and now embody and act it and let it go I think to overcome that because mm-hmm. the more you hold on or something or cannot overcome forgiveness what is life then yeah exactly. where would he have gone so yeah you, you know he's like I like that he's this paving that his way. way of like letting go and it was so nice for me to like talk to you today before yeah, the show and you telling me yeah he has a good relationship with his father he now does. and I was like, really okay that's interesting this is all good to know I thank you so much thank yes, you for having for, me for this joining so me giving us movie. the inside yes. scoop after her press junket yeah. uh, and like running into Shia that was fascinating that, yeah. I mean he was just so cool just sitting there in the right by the elevators of the hotel and just like having his lunch and just like yeah just it's chilling cool guy. Chatting, just yeah and he was just like listening to his it was like country music it was just really nice That's yeah really interesting yeah um so where can our viewers find you yeah it's on okay. instagram and in real not in real life but in real life you may follow me here at this popcorn talk studio after us no um you can follow me on instagram at yasmin tanras and my website yasmin thank you for having me again she has a beautiful reel you guys check it out oh, on her website it's in the works <laughs> <laughs> and uh that's the reel that i saw a year ago by the way which i fell in love with <laughs> but uh yeah Thank i'm you. your host mina nadine you can follow me on instagram at mina makes magic let's keep the conversation going i love movies i love talking about it 
So let's talk about it together and join us next week on the Popcorn Talks Anatomy of a Movie. We have another movie that we're going to be dissecting here. I can't wait to see you guys. Take care. Bye.